Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch and welcome to Overcast, the Chocolate Sheep Podcast. Each episode will bring latest insights, advice and technical updates for the sheep industry. Assessing if the Ram team is fit for purpose is an essential task at this point of the season. So to discuss this in more detail, I'm joined by Drystock Advisor Edward Egan. Edward starts by taking us through some of the basic checks that should be conducted, checking Ram soundness, the absence of injuries, infections and any other impairments. We discussed the implications of each of these on the RAM's ability to function correctly and why the assessment needs to be made now. We finish up discussing introducing new RAMs onto the farm with Edward highlighting the need to deal with biosecurity issues and how best to acclimatise them to the new surroundings and the rest of the RAM team. We start off, however, with Edward explaining why the RAM check needs to be conducted now to allow for corrective action to be taken or a replacement RAM to be purchased well in advance of the breeding season. Look, a lot of fellas will be eight or ten weeks away from the start of the breeding season. And doing those checks now on your RAM, on your on the existing RAMs on, on, on your farm, that gives you time to build body condition. It gives you time to sort out any health problems like lameness. And it gives you time to purchase quality replacements. And look, if you're buying replacements, replacement RAMs early, you've got the pick of the bunch. If you leave them too late, you're picking through what other people have left over. The other thing it does is it gives you time to acclimatize any replacement rams that you buy and it gives you time to quarantine uh, any uh, stock that you buy as well just to see that everything's okay with them you know in terms of, of, of health and, 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 and that sort of thing. Edward it's probably fair to say on most farms the ram to an extent is a little bit forgotten about during the summer period when we focus on ewes and lambs more so but there's a lot of little things we might need to attend to as we get them ready for that breeding season. Like if I maybe just start off what kind of checks do we need to do on the RAM at this stage of the year? Look, the way I look at the checks there is I'd nearly break them down into three parts. And, and, and the first check I would do is bring them into a collecting yard and, and let the RAMs walk around that collecting yard um, at the rees, right? And what you're watching out for there is, you know, are there RAMs there that are thin? Are there RAMs there that are lame? Okay. Um, the other thing I would do is I possibly would leave the RAMs in that collecting yard for, you know, five minutes, half an hour, just let them settle down and come back then and look at them and see which rams are very inclined to lie down in the yard because that can be an indication of problems with feet, mobility, arthritis, or maybe even lung problems in, 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 in rams. And the next thing that I would do with them is I'd put those rams into, into a confined pen, something like a forcing pen or a dosing race, where I can get in there beside that ram and at my ease, I can put my hand on that ram's back if I want to turn him over or, 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 or you know, um, or start uh, with body condition. So we're looking for look, some of the basics. We're looking for lameness, obviously, and I know we'll deal with that in a bit more detail in a moment, but you're also looking for any mobility issues. You're picking up any potential injuries that ram had that might limit his ability to mate a large number of yields later on. And again, as you touched on there, assessing that condition on the ram up close and personal at this stage of year is an important thing to do. So if you're happy enough with the functional end of the RAM, where do we go to from there? Well, look, the first thing I would start with there is the RAM's body condition. And, and look, the target body condition, uh, you know, for, for, for mating time for RAM's body condition score four. And what I would be looking at there is I'd, I'd first look at my batch of RAMs and I would just see, are the RAMs in that batch that are thin? And the next question I'd be asking myself and I'd be checking for is why is that ram thin? So is it disease? Is it, is it blameless? And so just to check the body condition score of a ram, it's just a matter of putting your hand over his spine uh, between the last rib and the hip 
and just check the, the I suppose, the level of fatness or, or, or the body condition score of that ram. And look, what you're aiming for there is body condition score for uh, when, when the ram is going to the yolds. And to achieve that, you want to be doing that eight or 10 weeks before uh, the, the ram goes to the yolds, because to increase by one unit of body condition is going to take, it's going to take eight weeks. And, and so you need that running time. Those rams have to be in good condition going to the, going to the yolds, because, you know, it's a busy time of the year for them. They're, they're, they're tipping yolds um, and, and, and they're going to lose condition during that time. So they have to start in good condition. So the reserves have to be there to begin with. And you indicated there, like you're not going to change the condition score in a very short time period either. Absolutely not. No, it's, it's you know, to put on one condition score, which is about 13% of live weight on, on, on a ram, that is going to take about eight weeks to do that. Eight weeks of good grass or, or possibly um, some concentrate as well to build condition. Okay, so where do we move to from that? Uh, look, I, I suppose, look, I mean, you can body condition score the ram while the ram is standing up, obviously. Um, after that, then, you've got a choice of maybe tipping the ram over and, and, and start at the top and work your way down. And look, I would start at the top of the head, just, uh, you know, top of the forehead and see, you know, is there any signs of, of, of bruising there, maybe from rams fighting, that sort of thing. The next thing then I'd move down to are, are the eyes. And what you're looking for in the eyes there, they should be clear, they should be bright. You know, checking the eyes for any signs of scarring, cloudiness, um, you know, excessive blinking. You know, you're watching for eye infections there, things like pink eye. And um, so if you have a ram with pink eye in your bunch, you can assume possibly that, you know, that other rams are, are, are possibly infected as well. So, you know, you have to look at what treatments you might, um, uh, you might have to do there to, to, to rectify that problem. And those you should never buy a ram from a flock uh, where there, you know, where there are eye infections. The other thing you're looking out for there in the eyes there is, is signs of turned in eyelids or entropion. Again, that is genetic. And what you don't want to do is to breed that into your own flock, particularly if that ram is going to be used to breed replacements. You want to be extra careful to avoid bringing uh, entropion into your own, uh, into your own flock. Like, I suppose the other one, in fact, you mentioned condition, checking the teeth on that ram is probably another key area, particularly older rams where we could have potential issues. And that might be part of the reason why the condition score might be where we expect it to be. Yeah, look, I mean, look into the ram's mouth. So the first set of teeth you're going to look at are those teeth at the front, the incisor teeth. And what should happen there is you should be able to run your thumb over those incisor teeth and not feel the top of those incisor teeth when they're uh, closed in against the dental pad at the top. Okay, what you don't want are incisors that are pushing forward, that are overshot, because what's going to happen with time is they're going to drift forward even more, gaps form in them, and then they start to loosen and they start to fall out. And a ram that, ha that, is, that has a poor mouth, you say, you know, what problems with his incisors, he's, he's going to lose condition. Um, I suppose the next thing I would look at then are the molar teeth, and they are the teeth at the side of the jaw. And again, what you want to do there is just feed along the side of the jaw there. And what you're looking for there are lumps and bumps along the side of the jaw, uh, where a molar tooth, sometimes what happens is the bottom molar tooth, uh, very often it's the third molar tooth from the back, at the bottom, that tooth can fall out and the molar tooth above that then can grow down into that gap because it has nothing to wear against. And what it starts to do then, the, the tooth that has grown down into that, into that gap starts to become sharp and starts to cut the inside of, 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 of the ram's mouth when he's chewing his cud and then he's not able to chew his cud and then he starts to, to lose condition. Look, another sign of molar problems there can be lumps of fodder there are, are green through at the side of the mouth. Look, we mentioned about mobility. Obviously, it's very important for them. So when we have them over or we've them caught up tight, you know, checking for 
potential signs of lameness in our ram or injuries or swelled joints is probably another key area to focus on. Just check the four feet for any signs of, of scald, any signs of, uh, of, 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 of lameness. And um, look, a ram needs to have four good feet under him, uh, particularly the back feet needs to be good uh, if, if he's going to be able to, uh, to, to, to tip yours. Um, the other thing to watch out for with, with feet, I suppose, with legs as well is arthritis. I suppose an obvious indicator of problems with mobility for a ram is when you look at the brisket. I mean, the brisket should be clean and it should be free of infection. Very often what you will see is a ram that has a problem with mobility, spends a lot of time lying down, he starts to develop sores on his brisket. So again, you see a sore brisket, you want to start asking questions and, and, and looking for reasons why that is there. And, you know, very often it is due to mobility. So it could be lameness, um, it could be arthritis, uh, but there is some reason that that ram tends to lie down and, and, and why that uh, brisket sore has developed. I suppose just put that in context, Edward, like that brisket sore, that's potentially going to limit his ability to mate you later on, or he'll be sore and maybe more reluctant. To, so it's it's not something we want in rams, and can potentially be a difficult one to get right. Look, it is. And, and the deeper that sore has gone or, or is, the more difficult that is to get right. And But that is the reason why you want to be handling those rams eight or ten weeks before they, they're needed for breeding. Because if you see that problem is there, um, and you know, it gives you time to either rectify it or possibly cool that ram and buy your replacements early. Yes, look, it's certainly one you want to check on again. I suppose if we move on from there and we go to the business end of it, like it's important we check the reproductive organs as well at this stage of the season. Look, you move on to the business end of it then. And I suppose, look, you need to examine the area around the penis just to make sure that um, you know, there's no signs of blood, there's no signs of infection, there's no signs of excessive staining around that area. So the other thing you're looking for in the penis there is you're looking for signs of any injuries that might be caused by briars or might be caused by thorns or maybe caused by shearing as well. Um, the other thing you can do is, you know, there is a technique there for extending out the, uh, the penis just to see that all the working parts are there and that they are free of infection. So, you know, one of the things that you can see around the penis there sometimes is infections like off. And that's why it's very important maybe as well to wear the surgical gloves or the examination gloves when you're going to do an examination like that. The next thing I'd move down to then is, is the testicles. Look, obviously there should be two of them there. They should be even in size and feel both test testicles. And, you know, they should be free of lumps. If there's lumps on the testicle, it's a sign of infection. And if there's infection there, that is going to affect uh, fertility. The testicles, they should move up and down through the scrotum freely, okay? If they don't, again, that can be a sign of infection. The other thing, feel the testicles. They should have... I suppose they should have the same feel as a bicep in that they should be reasonably solid. Um, and then look, they should obviously, as I said earlier, move up and down freely within the scrotum. Um, the other thing you're going to check there at the bottom of the testicles is the epididymis. And that is where the sperm is stored. That should have a rubbery feel. It shouldn't be excessively big. If it is, it could be a sign that, that, that there is infection. On the outer part of the scrotum then, look, what you want to see is, is, is a clean uh, scrotum, a healthy clean scrotum that's free of infection. Uh, you know, if there's an infection on the scrotum, again, that can affect uh, the temperature of the testicles and can affect the fertility of the ram. And it's a good one to bring up there, Edward. Like, it's very important whether it be infection of scrotum, but even lameness and other infections and that could potentially raise the temperature of the ram, you know, could affect fertility at this stage, even if we're using rams in October. Look, absolutely. I mean, look, the, 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 the sperm that is produced today 
is, is, is stored for six or eight weeks and then it is used. And it's very important then that, um, you know, that any issues there that could potentially lead to, lead to a, a, an increase in body temperature, that those are addressed early on to avoid that problem. Some people think giving an antibiotic to a ram affects fertility. It doesn't. It's, it's the, the, the body temperature, an increase in body temperature, running a fever. That is what affects the, the uh, sperm production. So treating promptly and treating correctly is vital. Look, I suppose, yes. Edward, when we do these checks, we have to make a decision. Is the ram suitable for mating? Should I maybe consider them as a spare for the year or do I need to look for a replacement? And it really is vital, as you said at the start, that we do this at this stage of the season. Look, it is because, look, you know, if you do that now, you're eight weeks, ten weeks out from the start of the breeding season. And if you see that you're, you're going to need to replace that ram, you know, you can go and, and, and go to a sale or go to a breeder and look for a replacement ram early on. And when you go early to, to any of those sales or any of those breeders, you've got the pick of the bunch. You know, you've got the pick of the best rams that are there available at the moment. But if you leave that for, you know, for a number of weeks, then, you know, gradually you're going to be left with rams that other people did not pick. And so you're going to be left, left with the lesser quality rams. And the other thing you, you do there is you give your, yourself less time then to acclimatize that ram uh, to your system there. Look, a lot of rams are going to be in high levels of meal, um, you know, and believe that the, the farm that they're produced on. And possibly you might have to reduce them off that level of meal over a period of two or three weeks. Um, the other thing you're going to have there is you're going to have your quarantine treatments uh, when those rams come onto your farm. You know, you might want to isolate that ram on your farm for maybe three weeks just to settle in and see if there is any sign of, you know, lameness or things like even cod um, and that sort of thing. And if, if, you know, you want to give yourself time to, 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 to monitor for those types of problems. No, it's, a, it's an essential part of any flock outline on the farm. But you just, look, you mentioned acclimatizing around me and Edward. It probably brings up another very relevant point for farmers at the moment. When new rams come on the farm, getting them introduced and settled in with the other ram team, maybe less of an issue of ram rams, but, you know, in the case maybe we're hoggers of that coming in, get them settled in with that panel that's going to work alongside. Any tips on that? Uh, look, what you don't want is bring a ram home. You know, you've invested money in him and, and time in that ram, uh, selecting him. Um, and, and you don't bring him home, get them injured. So, you know, what I would do there is put those rams that are going to be going out as a team, uh, put them into a shed where there's plenty of straw and small square bales of straw in the shed, maybe turned up on their side in such a way that... The rams can walk around that shed, but what they cannot do is they cannot charge at one another. They can't build up speed to charge at one another and to injure one another. And what you'll find over a period of days then is those rams, you know, most rams then will work out a pecking order between them. And um, that way then you reduce the amount of fighting and you reduce the risk of any injury to, to, to your ram. To get settled in, they get their own rank and sorted in a fairly short time. Yes. Look, there's plenty of things to consider, but again, I suppose the key thing there, Edward, is this is very timely and needs to be done really in the next week to 10 days. If you do those checks, you know, now we're talking about early August, you know, for a lot of people, that's 10 weeks before the ram's going to go out. You've got, um, look, you've got time to rectify any health problems like, you know, lameness or again, to, to, to then go out and buy your replacement rams early. Edward, great having you on today. Thanks very much for that information. Thanks, Karen. Okay, we're going to finish up at this point. Again, it's a very timely action should happen on farms at the moment. The check is that ram being fit for purpose. I have included a link to a short video which Edward produced last year that goes through the process in a bit more detail and might be a useful reference for anyone who wants to view it. 
that's in the description of the podcast. That's it for me for this episode. Again, for any updates from our sheep program, keep an eye on our Twitter page at Jogger Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and listen in to any of our episodes.